Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. Which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. This is the Vencast Studio Collection. Welcome, welcome to episode 25 of Riding the Pine. I am Hondo here with Guy and Stack God. Good. All right, all right. So we are we are in a little bit of a shortened week. A little bit of a shortened week. All right, hey, before we get started with this, we have to go episode 25. It is a trash list this week. <laughs> trash list. This is the Rakeem Christmas, Chandler Parsons, Austin Rivers, <laughs> Febocephalosa, and Elliot Williams episode. Elliot so, Williams. Hey, you know, just throwing them out there. Just throwing them out there. So, Well, don't forget Steve Kerr as well. I, I'm I'm never gonna forget Steve Kerr. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna go right into it. We have to go right into it. There's no other option. So we are gonna go right into gameplay. So so so, so we are gonna go. We're going to do what we do every week, and we're going to go right into the gameplay highlights. There was surprisingly little basketball this week because we're in All-Star Week. We're recording Sunday, February 19th. Just hours before. Hours before the Eastern versus Western Conference All-Star Game. So uh, we'll talk a little bit about All-Star Weekend that's unfolded up to this point uh, as we get into this episode. So let's get into some uh, some games for this last week. So our RTP game of the week. This was the Wizards, Wizards uh, winning over the Thunder, one twenty ninety eight. I thought this game was going to be better than it was, and it did not uh, hold up to that at all. Um, I was really looking forward to this game, and I turned it off at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> so no offense, but no commentary on it. Um, <laughs> There's. Uh, what I what I do like in this is that <laughs> Roberson comes to visit us at the O Man's Lounge, so <laughs> in, in a game that he ne- needed to show up for. Welcome, welcome, um, Westbrook. Westbrook had almost no production in this game, but the uh, the Wizards were crushing it. There's ten, or six guys that had uh, that had double digits scoring in this game. I think Morris uh, Morris was leading with twenty three. Okay, cool. So. Um, there's one stat in this game, Stat God, that I, I haven't seen in the last couple of years of looking at stats. A 40, per, a 40 percentage point differential in three-point shooting for the game. <laughs> so the Wizards shot like 61%, whereas the uh, OKC was about 20% from the field. Sure, That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy. So just... OKC, stay away from the three-point line. Just get drive. Just drive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a better idea. Uh, the question that this brings up for me, this particular game, and it made me think about this because this was a home game for the Thunder, right? Yeah. Um, are the uh, OKC home games the riskiest games to buy tickets to <laughs> as a fan, right? Because, like, you're either going to get this shit where, uh, you know, Washington shoots well, OKC decides that they're going to rely on the three-point, three-pointer because <laughs> that's what they do every now and then. Yeah. And you get results like this. Or you're just going to get some... Westbrook 45 point triple double with some fourth quarter magic and you're going to get, you know, 
one of the best games that you'll ever be able to see. <laughs> and it's it's only one of those two things, yeah, right? Yeah. It's totally it's binary. It's there's a no high, like high risk, high reward fan game. Yeah, there's so. no just like wow, that was that was a that was a pretty good game. I feel like I got my money's worth. <laughs> like, one or the other, and and I like so I'm sorry to all the OKC fans that that ended up on the losing end of this one. Um, but you know, better luck next time, I guess. But the thing about watching the Thunder is, but they're they're high risk to watch anyways because they they'll pull off some great upsets like that you may not get from other teams, but they they'll also disappoint you. They'll be they'll be like the Kings in other games. So, um, but we're gonna move on to a couple of other games of the week. Uh, a bit of a surprising game. This is from 215. This is the Heat over the Rockets, 117-109. Um, there are some. There was some pretty good scoring from both Whiteside and wait. I keep talking about Waiters. It just bugs me that I have to talk <laughs> about Waiters winning games, but he's going off for like 23 in this game as as well as Whiteside. And Whiteside is like he's continu- like very quietly the best rebounder in the in the NBA. Like yeah. no one's talking about him. He's like he's got Kawhi syndrome. No one's talking about him, but he's damn good. Right. So well, I mean, people are talking about Kawhi, but in the sense that no one really talks about the Spurs. When they yeah. do, they only talk about Kawhi. Sure. No one's talking about the Miami Heat until this recent you know, win streak. Yeah. And because of the win streak, they're talking about Deion Waiters, all eyes on me, Deion Waiters, and sure. Goran Dragic. Like, Whiteside has been half injured throughout that streak, as well as when he came back. Yeah, he's been producing and doing his, doing his due diligence, but like... Waiters has been the show for the for the Heat this season. Yeah. And it's kind of hilarious because you don't want him to be your number one option, but they have no choice. Yeah. And then you talk to Heat fans and they're like, we're on the come up, man. <laughs> they're <laughs> on the come up. They're going for it right actually there. Got, dude, I got, side note, this yeah. is staying in the, the episode, I got banned from our NBA for not talking <laughs> trash, but just being completely honest and real with Heat fans. <laughs> saying, you should not be winning. That, you should not have Deion Waiters in the team. <laughs> and I got banned. You, you made fun of the John Waiters, and as a result, you're now banned. Uh, the, Seven, uh, 72 hour curse. <laughs> the, um, a couple other quick hits on this game. Uh, Tyler Johnson was 16 points in this game. Tyler, I haven't heard his name come up at all this season. Like, what impact does he have? On the heat at this point, any? No, let's move on. <laughs> Harden goes off for a triple double, but Harden pulling forty two minutes. Are you are you risking too much as Houston by having him in that long? Like forty two minutes is pretty excessive. Mm-hmm. For can he hold that all season? I mean, obviously he has to. He has to be the catalyst for that team, but forty two minutes is just going to tax him. And if you're if you're trying to make a run with him in the second half of the season, you cannot have him playing that many minutes. Forty-two minutes last year was a lot more than forty-two minutes this year, which is kind of weird because it's the exact same amount of minutes. Sure, but he's doing a lot more this team on this team mm-hmm. um, with a lot less pressure on him. Okay. He's doing a lot, but he's passing it and getting reliable yeah. shooting from his outside core, where sure. he was basically the person who had to get to the line all the time. Yeah, he had to do it all from inside and outside. And he had to play a little defense too last year. This year sure. he's not as ex- he's <laughs> playing less. He's guarding defense. the Ru- the Raul Netos of the league, you know. So. The uh, he he goes off for a pretty good game though in this one, 38, 12, and twelve, which is is not a bad game at all. Yeah. Um, so one other thing about the Rockets, just as I was thinking about it, and I wanted your guys' opinion on this, is who is the second best player for the Rockets at the, at this point? I is it Ryan Anderson or no. or who is it? Definitely Eric Gordon, unless there's some. Objection to that? No, absolutely no objection to that. And okay. I'm not just saying that because of three point contest yesterday. Uh, Eric Gordon, uh, I'd have to recheck the stats, uh, but I know that at least through the first half of the season, was the highest yeah. um, highest percentage three point shooter in the league. Yeah. Uh, and only was I think like 20 or 25 made threes behind stuff. So he's doing it on, on relatively good volume too. Uh, he's yeah he's really kind of revitalized his career in terms of like a lot of people I know that when he was with the Pelicans were saying he was basically done like Mm -hmm. too injury prone uh you know wasn't really as efficient as he used to be you know you can't rely on him to score and they really like they're juicing him for all that he's worth right now and he's really he's really coming up and and uh, yeah I don't see 
the the Rockets being anywhere near where they're at without him right now. And mm-hmm. I think that he's he's not as replaceable, obviously, other than Harden as anybody else in that team. Like sure. it's, he's been playing out of the, out of this world. Yeah, I love what he, they've done with him too. Like they've put him on the bench. He's playing very impactful minutes as opposed to just a, a lengthier period as a starter. And he's not asked to do much except for sit on the three-point line and occasionally drive, but he's not trying to get you know too much contact on his knees or his ankles. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I was, I was thinking about that, too, is when you're relying on a guy to score from every every different space on the floor, right? You've got to imagine that that's going to be a little harder on the guy's body. And yes. if they, I'm not trying to make the argument that Eric Gordon isn't injury-prone. In fact, I would say that based on history, he is, right? <laughs> uh, and that's why what the Rockets are doing is, is beautiful because, I mean, you're only running – what, you know, 40, 45 out of the 90 feet that the basketball court actually that's, is, that's right? right? That's right. And then you stand there and you jack up a three, and and he's the perfect guy to do that, and it, and it minimizes the risk as to Rockets. And, and like I said, I think that they, they realize everything that they have with him, mm-hmm. and they're they're building their offense around around that and, and getting the best possible utility out of that one player. I think it was an awesome contract. Yeah. I think he's a great fit in that sure. system. I love oh, what yeah. they're doing with him. Sure. Yeah, great point, dude. And to extend that back to what I was saying about James Harden, the exact yeah. same thing. James Harden isn't asked to score from everywhere on the court. He's asked to score from three or in the paint. Yeah. And the paint is easier for him because he's not really um, double team, triple team. Because when he is, he's immediately passing it out. So. Yeah. Okay. I want to move on to another game this last week. And this is a real quick hit game. But the Bulls over the Raptors. I'm just I'm calling this out because the Raptors losing to the Bulls is concerning. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just concerning to me. The Bulls end up winning this uh, this one. Uh, this was on Valentine's Day, uh, 105-94. Raptors starters are looking like trash in this game. So there's uh, Carol Carol Poetti and uh, Valanchunas. Fuck, man. I, 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 Vocab voca for NBA brought to you by... No, no, no. No offense, but that was, that's a hard name to pronounce. It's Pirtle. Purtle? Yeah. Jakob Purtle out of Utah. So I, I screw up both rappers' names as well as NBA players' names. It's it's uniformly screwed up throughout the uh, throughout the podcast network. Alternative pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> but they this this game is this game is stupid though from the, the the fact that the Bulls end up winning this game. Taj Gibson and and Butler are have a decent game, but then they get no production from Lopez, Grant, and MCW. In this game, and it's just like, what the hell is going on? But then you have Dougie McBuckets going for twenty. Your leading scorer off the bench is Dougie McBuckets, and it ended up driving you into a victory for this game. I, I just, I don't even know what to say. I just, yeah. the funny thing about the Bulls' record is when they don't have Dwayne Wade, they're actually at a better percentage point than when they do. Um, they rely more on their youth when they have less, you know, star power. And with Rondo on the bench, he's getting. More reliable production from people like Bobby Portis and Doug McBuckets than when he's not on the bench. Because MCW, you saw like one yeah. of the like the highlights or lowlights yeah. of the week was on a four and one break against the Minnesota. He yeah. chooses to pass it out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. uh, so MCW with Jimmy Buckets is awesome. They have two buckets on their team. <laughs> Jimmy Buckets and Doug McBuckets. I like that you say Doug McBuckets so formally. So <laughs> we just we just get recognized yeah, in the yeah. lexicon. The yeah, uh, <laughs> Uh, Wait, well, you know what I'm saying. Like, so yeah. the ball's in Jimmy Butler's hands, so Michael sure. Carter Williams doesn't really have to do the whole lot. Sure. And so he's never going to have a huge stat line like he ever did in like his first game as of a course. Philadelphia 76er. But like, no. And then the, the Rondo off the bench move is smart, but just because it develops the young crew a mm-hmm. little bit more. Yeah. With Portis, Felicio, and McBuckets. So. Um, Oh, that's enough. That's enough bulls. I, I can't talk about the damn bulls anymore. Uh, <laughs> at least in this part. Well, it's funny that you said though, and your last point in this game. Yeah. Should both teams stay away from the three point line? <laughs> I think the answer is yes. <laughs> they just don't. They just don't have it. <laughs> I want to go to. I want to go to the next game. This is OKC over the Knicks, one sixteen, one hundred five. I didn't get a chance to watch this game, so uh, you got a chance to watch this. What break? Break down what happened in this yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Um, just really quick. Mello and the Knicks started out red hot. They started 20 to 3. <laughs> Mello had 19 in that quarter. Um, they looked like they were poised for a pretty nice romping um, after OKC had a no show against the other team, you know, mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier. But then Westbrook just took over. He's like, fuck this. And he just took it over. <laughs> he scored 38 points. Basically, you know, 
rest assured, he's going to get this W, um, carry his team on his back. No one else really did anything. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Jerry and Grant scored like thir- like 19 off the bench or something. But the Knicks maybe had um, like close to like 60% from the field in the first half. They were leading by 12 at halftime or something. And they like just go like 38% from the second half. And so they completely do a 180. They just were shocked by Westbrook taking over the game as if that's something that's not part of their game plan. <laughs> and um, yeah, he posted up a 30, you know, his 27th, you know, NBA lead leading record breaking triple double of the season. Jesus. And um, what was really funny about this game to me is that Porzingis was nowhere to be found. Yeah. But you saw Courtney Lee jacking up like 23 pointers and <laughs> Derek Rose being like, remember me? Fast don't fast does lie, and um, <laughs> breaking his own ankles as much as much as others, and he takes up he takes like twenty five shots, and Melo takes like you know he's a volume short shooter, but he takes like twenty five shots. You see all that, and like Porzingis is your team now, and he scores he you know shoots ten shots, makes four, gets like eleven points. Like what is the role if he's only doing that? Yeah, you know? really bums me out, but. I'm I'm really just impressed that you watched the Knicks game because after the last after the circus that they've had over the last week, I just haven't been into watching any Knicks basketball. So, well, I was at a bar with some peeps and uh, we were watching the Timberwolves Nuggets over Golden State. I don't recall watching this game. So, Stackard, break down this game for us. Yeah, yeah, this game was a lot of fun. Uh, I. Man, so the Nuggets came out firing on on all cylinders. It was an absolutely dirty performance by more or less everybody on that team. Oh, yeah. On, on oh, the yeah. whole, they shot uh, just about 60% from three uh, on the way to tying the single-game three-point uh, record set by the Rockets earlier this season. Yeah, yeah. However, that's 24, by the way. Yeah. yeah. They did it on more than 20 less attempts than the Rockets did. Yeah. Yeah. The Rockets got 24. I believe it was on 65 attempts, and they did it on 40 attempts. They, wow. were, just, they were just jacking the these shots rating. up. Yeah, and they just were just absolutely draining these shots. It was it was really spectacular to see. Jokic got his second career triple double. Oh yeah. Uh, while on his way of setting his career high in rebounds with twenty one, mm-hmm. uh, it was just it was one team, and it's kind of like your dream as a fan of that team to not only see them firing on all cylinders. You know, every team is always like, oh, we'd be so much better. We just got to play better. You know. Yeah. Uh, but they were doing it against you know pretty much consensus best team in the world. And just absolutely put him away. Uh, it was pretty pretty mm. awesome to watch. Uh, Consensus best team in the world. I'm still going with the Globetrotters. Still- <laughs> <laughs> They're in town today. No, they are not. They're playing a key arena. Are today. they playing the the Generals? Are they playing the Generals? Dude, find out for me. <laughs> I don't know. RTP game of the week. Yeah. But the funny thing was the headline for this game was um, not Hernan dot 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 the other Juan. Oh no! Because oh, no. Juancho Hernan Gomez plays for. <laughs> you, no, your your Juancho pronunciation Hernan... is flawless. It's, it's flawless for Her- these foreign players. Hernan Gomez okay. plays for the Nuggets, yeah. and uh, the other dude plays for the Knicks. And he went for a, a blistering twenty-seven. You know, wearing Dirk Nowitzki in true Nowitzki fashion, just <laughs> bombing threes. And I think you know Jamal Murray had a good game too. This was awesome. If you ever have a chance to like watch this nine-minute recap of this game, yeah. it's hilarious just to see how insanely okay. efficient they were. I'm, I'm, I'm watching. Beating it. Golden State in their own game. I'm, I'm watching after Curry we're done. Curry went for like one for 11 from three. Oh, God. But then he, God, it's, it's just he does that and then he goes back it, yeah, yeah. for like, oh, he's going to go off for 50 next game. It's just you can't predict what he's going to do. Uh, all right. So, you guys, you're the, you're the T-Wolves addicts, so I have to let... Gee, you have to break down this next game. The well, Cavs, Cavs versus the T-Wolves. There was no love on Tuesday, and I was all by myself at B-Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Sipping on drinks. <laughs> Getting a pat on my back, being like, welcome back, stranger. And they're like, well, damn it, this is my life right now. <laughs> um, I needed to take a break from work, and so I went there to watch the game, and I needed to see this game. What was that- it that you said about you got stood up by, by a guy in a hand, uh, with a man bun? <laughs> On, on Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So but, enough about the Cleveland game. Let's talk about my relationship status. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Kevin Love was out. That's the whole reason why I said that. Okay. And um, we got completely demolished by people like Tristan Thompson <laughs> on the offensive glass. 
Iman Shumpert, who's now rumored to be a, a Tibbs of interest leading up to the trade deadline. Sure. Because um, apparently he can make threes. Channing Fry went for like five from 10 from three. And then, of course, LeBron goes like 27, 18, whatever assists, whatever he's doing. And he just took it over, like in a moment there in the third, where he was, it was a close game, and he was like, F that. And he just took over. Yeah. But meanwhile, Wiggins was just on fire, yeah. scoring 41 points, doing very little else, but he was scoring 41 points. Sure. It was so fun to see because in the third quarter, he lits up. He goes up for 20 points in the third quarter. And that was something that we needed to do to stay competitive against the LeBrons. Yep. But um, you know, Rubio had fucking 16 assists, and it was so fun to see all that unfold. But we had Lance Stevenson to blow on LeBron's ear to just create that chaos and and turmoil. But he goes down on a fluke ankle, ankle injury, mm-hmm. and it kind of really set the tone for the rest of the game because okay. we didn't really have we don't have a third player. You know, we have Towns with his now routine twenty five and fifteen type of yeah, line, which is unbelievable. That's ridiculous. He's like really emotional in this game, which really takes him off in terms of the fourth quarter production. But um, it just it, it was really annoying because. We saw it live, and you could see it on the highlights. Tristan Thompson just getting the O-board put back. Yeah. Tristan Thompson getting the O-board dished back to LeBron for a thrunk. And um, the worst part of it was Cage Lion come back. He comes back for that 10-day. Our 10-day gets injured. He goes off for, like, 12 points. Yeah. And, you know, D-Will with his, like, dreadlocks, you know. <laughs> Sticking stick up to us. You know. <laughs> this is this is where we need the live the live podcast. For your, 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 it's going to come soon, I think. You, for your D, your, your D will uh, impersonations. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't have dreads. To <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last game this last week. This is the first NBA Thursday we've skipped in a while, but this uh, yeah. this ends up being a Bulls win over the Celtics on two sixteen one oh one oh four one oh three. Not. Not a extremely memorable game. Uh, Butler goes off for twenty nine in this game. The Bulls are perfect from the line in this game. I I was like, just a stat you don't see that often. Somebody misses somewhere along the line. I think they were like twenty two for twenty two. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you and say this was a memorable game. This was a back and forth game the whole way through. What was and yeah, okay. and it ended on free throws from a Jimmy bucket like missed shot, mm-hmm. but. Um, Marcus Smart like ticks his elbow. Yeah. Yeah. And gets to the line at the buzzer. You never see that. And if you replay it like a thousand times, yeah. it would never be called in the normal game. Yeah. So it was wow. very okay. impactful All right. All in right. that regard. All right. Well, I, I'm glad I got called out as, no, no, no. as, as no. a memorable game. So it's probably not that memorable because it's Bulls and Celtics. Yeah. But in Celtics you would expect to win. And they were like up by six or seven with like a couple minutes left. Sure. Does it have the Does it have the physicality of the earlier Bulls Celtics games it that we did. saw it did. earlier in the season? Okay, oh, yeah, it's a good game to watch, honestly. But sure. uh, Isaiah Thomas had some insane plays where he's like doing the the show and then go type of play, um, but by himself, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And um, in the paint, like a little <laughs> five foot nothing, you know, yeah. in the paint, it's amazing to see. Um, he can do it all, and he's kind of expected to do it all. And yeah, you know, people are kind of you know writing him out sometimes, like. I think he took it personally when he wasn't uh, announced as a starter. Yeah. He's, like, really taking it personally. I, I like that, though. Give, yeah, yeah. give these guys some fuel. All right, so we're going to move on from our games of the week to some highs and lows. So hit, hit me with some awesome moments of this last week, eh? You know, Wiggins with 108 in three games. Like, that, yeah. is, the, that is in the shoes right there, you know? Sure. Um, well, so Wiggins, Wiggins had 108 in three games. Rubio was leading the league in assists for, for the last three games. Uh, Towns actually ends up being in, like, third for boards. Some pretty interesting stuff. Most of the most of the focuses last week, some awesome moments, were also just around All-Star Weekend itself. Yeah, yeah. So that, uh, the moment that you had highlighted here, this Jarius Robertson, it's, it's really cool what the NBA is doing with that because he... Uh, He's a 14-year-old kid who has chronic liver disease, but he got to play in the celeb game. Mm-hmm. Um, he has one of my favorite moments of potentially the entire season of calling out DeAndre Jordan as I'm a better shooter than you. <laughs> and it probably, <laughs> probably holds up as true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was signing his like WWF belt. And I'm just like, what kid? If I had like a WWF belt as a 14-year-old, I would just I think I'd wear it everywhere as well. <laughs> so. I loved what he was he was doing. He was asked us to be an, 
an NBA um, reporter and like interview questions for yeah. inter- or interview uh, you know stars or whatever. Yeah, I think he asked people like Russell Westbrook and yeah. you know you just need more shooters or something like that. He was like just interrupting the flow <laughs> of like the KD drama, which is yeah. hilarious. And yeah, his whole presence this week has been the best part of All Star Weekend, I think. And sure, you should, you should really go see some of the highlights of what he's done. Yeah, but um, yeah, that he made that shot in the celebrity game. He asked John Wall, like, what is your favorite food, you know, meal before the game? And he's yeah. like, salmon and rice and broccoli. <laughs> he's like, F that, man. <laughs> Green beans, man. Green beans. <laughs> and then he walks away. He's, like, such a, he's this amazing personality that, you know, I hope he gets his, uh, the treatment that he gets. But it's more, more about just the awareness about, you know, just the quality of life and living life to the fullest. <laughs> All right. So there, there were some definitely highs over this last week, but there are definitely some lows. A lot of them are centered around last night. Oh, what, what oh, happens? Man. What happens? So <laughs> Wes Matthews in the three-point contest, I think he only scores 11. And it's just awful watching him. I like, I'm like, you're not playing for Dallas in this game, so it's okay to go off. It's okay to make some shots. <laughs> He's not used to it, right? He's not it, used to winning. It was terrible. Like the three point contest had some had some really bad shooters. The the dunk contest with DeAndre Jordan, Aaron Gordon, just disappointing. And it's just like we're not expecting that. He's he's the He's the Vegas favorite to win this thing, yeah, and yeah. he just disappoints. Also, who had the idea to have all of the same dunk the entire night? Where it's just like hey, jumping over players. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna have either three or four people, and we're all gonna jump over each other, or a uh, or a DJ table. Yeah. I'm just like bring the Kia in. Just bring the <laughs> yeah, just yeah, bring, the, bring the Kia in. Have Blake sit in the Kia. So mm-hmm. just make that more memorable. Yeah. Also, can I just? Can I call out the drone as a terrible moment for last week? Oh, like, it was awful. <laughs> awful. Terrible. It was, terrible. And so, it was the first dunk of the contest. Yeah. And that was, the yeah, we as a meetup saw that. And we were just like, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. The this is where it's going. Intel, the title sponsor. And it was just blatant. <laughs> Intel across the entire drone. It's yeah, just yeah. like, that is that may be our terrible moment of the year so far. When we when we got together to watch a couple of games this week, uh, another person came together. It was Aaron. And he predicted that there was going to be a drone. And I was like, no way. There can't be a drone. <laughs> That's too stupid. That's too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're wrong. Well, we're wrong. Here we are. Definitely wrong. Uh, also, what was not kind of terribly put together is yeah. this uh, shooting for charity, basically, where they're shooting three-pointers uh, on behalf of Sager Strong, which is a great charity. But the way that they did it was awful. They basically brought players from the stands to like mm, shoot street clothes. Yeah, street clothes to shoot in their jeans and everything. And it's just like, what a random mix. Like, you have DJ Khaled like shooting yeah. three point. I think he made one. He made but, yeah, yeah. But it's just like. But if you have DJ Khaled shooting for charity, you're not getting a whole lot for charity. Yeah. Either, so. Oh, God. It, it really was, bummed me out. I think they made like 13 threes or something. It ended up being like 130,000. And then like Shaq lifted some kid to make another 370,000. <laughs> so I like, I don't exactly know what was going on. Also, Steph Curry shooting like half court shots and missing almost every one of them. He missed all of them. He missed yes. all. Yeah. So, so <laughs> those, those half court shots were for the 370,000. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know if Curry just hates Craig Sager, RIP, uh, or he's just against charity. I don't, I don't know him personally, but yeah, so that kid, Shaq lifting that kid was to compensate for the oh. fact that Steph Curry can't hit a shot in the clutch. <laughs> in terms of somebody also who couldn't hit it in the clutch, Devin Booker just oh, got man. got romped in the skills challenge. I think he was a full length behind. Oh no. So oh, it's just it's brutal. Again, again. I loved it because he got so far behind be, uh, right after the first part because he couldn't make an accurate pass. He didn't even get to the point where he had to make a shot. He just <laughs> you have to start with being able to distribute the ball to a giant ass circle that's like five feet in front of you, <laughs> yeah. and he just couldn't c- couldn't comprehend the idea of not shooting it through. A hoop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gabe. So who's visiting us in the old man's lounge this week? Oh man. Oh man. Oh man. One more time. Oh man. Oh man. Knock, 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 knock. 
Noah Vonley, man. <laughs> Just to, to start this off, right? Noah Vonley in an overtime game logs 14 minutes as a starter. Yeah. New hairstyle, too, by the yeah. way. <laughs> Perfect. Takes one shot, one turnover. Yeah. One free throw. Motherfucker, if you didn't have that free throw, <laughs> the worst part of it, though, yeah. is he fouls out. <laughs> 14 <laughs> minutes, fouls out. Minus whatever. He falls out in 14 minutes. Yeah. In an overtime game. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh Welcome man. to your life. Oh. Portland fans everywhere. All right. Tony Allen with nine, 19 minutes, three turnovers, and zero points versus the Pelicans. That uh, That's a terrible line. An absolutely terrible line. But to be trumped by yes. Glenn the Dunk Champ. If we <laughs> want to call it a Dunk Champ contest. <laughs> Champion Robinson the Third. Yes. Ben quoted was quoted on, as a post game AMA on Reddit after he won the contest. Yeah. He's never gonna have a Glenn Robinson the Fourth. Yeah. Well, he's never also gonna have a game like this. I hope with two shots in twenty two minutes, <laughs> zero points. Motherfucker, man. Kawhi yeah. was such a like a boogeyman. To him. <laughs> the uh, oh. Andre Robertson joining us in the old man's lounge doesn't surprise me at all. I actually have coupons for him every single week when yeah, he comes yeah. to visit. What a disastrous performance. 16 minutes, zero, zero shots. Zero shots versus the Wizards. You need to show up versus the Wizards. They're playing good ball. So uh, Matthew Dellavedova, a professional NBA point guard for the Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> or so Bucks fans will tell you. Uh, logs 27 minutes and three shots with five assists versus Detroit. But unfortunately, it doesn't matter for much when you don't make any of those shots. Zero points for him in that game. Well, it's a recipe for success because they won. <laughs> uh, glad, glad you called that out. Yeah, thanks. Uh, and TJ Warren, uh, Phoenix Suns, another professional basketball player. Uh, welcome back to the Old Man's Lounge. Going to get you a frequent flyer coupon. Uh, 26 minutes, three shots, and one turnover. Uh, versus the Pelicans, and then the ever important zero points. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh man, this is this is tremendous. You know what? You really don't want to join us in the O Man's Lounge because all we're gonna do is criticize you. So put up some points. There were some great plays over the last week, even though we had a shortened week. Most of them sent around our boy Andrew Wiggins. So Andrew Wiggins. W. Boy, he has throws down a massive dunk versus Denver. Uh, I believe that this was earlier last, last week against Denver. Yeah, yeah, Denver over Jokic. Jokic. Yep. Damn it! I, <laughs> it's okay. I was I was trying to sucker you out saying that first, so I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't say that. <laughs> but I mean, he was just he was crushing it. So I just the only plays I saw to actually highlight were basically Andrew Wiggins' plays. Mm-hmm. Over the last week, um, I almost spilled my beer watching that play. Though. Yeah, yeah, we made a scene in public yeah. for that play. It was just so unexpected, and I mean, Jokic is a big dude. Dunking over slash through him is uh, is tough to do for anybody. Yeah, and he he, I mean, to his credit, and I guess uh, you know, to Wiggins' credit even more, he actually makes a solid straight up attempt at at getting in his way and stopping yeah. him. Yeah. And Wiggins was just having no no, no part of it. Uh, Wiggins throws down a monster third quarter buzzer beater versus the Cavs, and it's like it, this wasn't for the game, but the way that this shot happened, like the crowd erupted oh, a- yeah. after. Were you watching this one live yeah, yeah. as well? Of, of course yeah. you were. Of course you were. Yeah, so uh, that that shot is awesome. We're gonna post that up on our on our Twitter. Uh, Paul Millsap has a little floater over at the Blazers to kind of send this game into OT last Monday. So. That was a, a pretty decent shot, but it's uh, it's the Hawks, so I I wasn't watching that game. Um, a couple other other interesting shots. KCP it goes like two for ten from three pointer last last week, but one of his three pointers ends up winning the game for Detroit. So hey, you know two for ten, make it when it counts. Yep, but definitely the play of the week, which I don't want to. But now it's so. Go ahead. Okay, the play of the week is LeBron's no look pass. Ugh, disgusting. And, and to uh, to. To Derek Williams, unbelievable. This is against uh, against the T Wolves. Goes so, through the legs of Wiggins too. Yeah, boy, but it, it's a sick pass. And th- those guys, just the way that they pass some of these games, it's it's worth highlighting. It's better than some of the dunks that we see. Oh so, yeah, for sure. 
Uh, so we're gonna throw. We're gonna. I'm gonna try and find clips and throw those up on uh, Ryden underscore the Pine on Twitter. So more to come. Actually, we also need an Instagram account to throw up some of these good, uh, some of our favorite plays. Yeah, it's in the works. Man. Ah, it's in the works. All right, all right. <laughs> so we're gonna do it like we always do. We're going to the three man weave. Hey, what's good, fellas? Oh man, what an answer. The only answer to this question, not even the correct one, the only one, is Russell Westbrook. Interesting. Russell yeah, Westbrook. I'm doing how Harlem Globetrotter shit around my body spinning on my finger right now. The second will crying LeBron replace crying Jordan in the memosphere this season. So, where are we starting this week for the three men? We got about an hour and a half before the start of the All-Star game. Yes. Let's do some quick predictions. All right, let's do this. Okay, so we got like 42 points by Wilt Chamberlain um, as a record for the All-Star game. Is that going to be broken? I, 42 points I don't think is broken. I, okay. I, think there's, I think there's enough players here going to go off, but I don't think 42 will get broken. We've had a game. back-to-back uh, um, All-Star MVP by Wes- Russell, Russell Westbrook. Yep. Yes. Is it going to be back-to-back-to-back? Is he going to three-peat? I think he's angry enough this year that I think that could happen. Yeah, I, so kind of tying that back to the points prediction, I think the only person that would get it would be a Russell Westbrook. Sure. But I think that there's too much turmoil and, uh, and friction right now in the West <laughs> where there are going to be people on, on Russ's team on the West that don't want to see him yeah. uh, setting records. So it gets, I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either one, they're going to try to compensate for it and make everybody think that they're being nice guys. And you know who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, by, by giving the ball to Westbrook and acting all, all friendly with him. Or, or it's just going to be that like melodramatic, kind of shady, passive-aggressive stuff. And they're just going to be... Like, they're going to be passing it to him, but they're going to be like throwing it as hard as they can at his head and stuff. And then yelling at him when it goes out of bounds. <laughs> so I, I don't predict that he's going to, to break the points. And I, and I can see the East or the MVP going to somebody on the East because yeah. of that. Or at least that's what I'm hoping happens. I, I love the narrative. I can't get off it. Is there going to be a melodramatic in the East? <laughs> Oh, oh no. God. I did that out. Wow. That's <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take a lap. Um, I, you know, in, in my prediction, it might be like Isaiah Thomas or Kyrie Irving going off on this game. Sure. And maybe maybe taking over the 42 points. Just uh, but but Irving's not going to go off for the first part of the game because he doesn't go off for the first part of any game. Oh, so sure. it's really if he closes it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I would love to see an IT or a John Wall or somebody like – Four goal points and just just be diming it for the entire game. Be because, so cool, right? Exactly because you can make flashy passes. Nobody's gonna sub you out of the game for it. So 20, take take the risk. Twenty five dimes. Yeah, exactly. Like nobody's even playing defense, and the guys that are cutting, like you just just throw the ball to whoever's closest to the basket. Easy. All game and and you'll be close to the record. Which what do we got? Twenty two by Magic. That's yeah. nothing. I can do that. It's, yeah, yeah. twenty twenty five dimes. So it, the final score ends up being like two twelve one eighty eight or something like please, that. Please, please have, let that happen. <laughs> <laughs> the, record, the record was set last year as one hundred ninety six. So let's let's see. It I think it can get beat. Yeah. I th- I think it definitely can get beat. All right. So other other thoughts. Other Just MVP other predictions questions. really quick. Like. Who's going to take it? Like, AD has been on record saying, it's my hometown. I got to represent. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. Mm. Isaiah Thomas is like, you know, I got to wear this fucking crown right now. I'm taking it. Kyrie Irving is like, I, I got to take what's back what's mine. So he wants to get it, too. So who, who, And maybe LeBron's in the mix, too. You know, LeBron might be like, I'll, I'll play four minutes. I might play 40 minutes. I don't see LeBron taking it. Not this year. I'm going, I'm going with. Uh... And then there's the Westbrook. I think I'm going with Westbrook. Yeah. I think I'm. Go- it, that's a hard call to make, but <laughs> I I think he's gonna do it. Thoughts from you guys? I think it's Westbrook. I I keep I want to I want to say Kevin Durant, mm-hmm. but I can see the two of those guys trying to like com- out compete each other for MVP. Yeah, and then that'd be sick. And then uh, <laughs> Westbrook taking that more seriously than Kevin Durant does because. Because he you know, always does. Because look at the scoreboard. <laughs> because I got three teammates on this. I don't have to care about MVP yeah. and all of that. So uh, I, I think it has to be Westbrook, but I want it to be somebody else. All right. Well, I'll go um, I'll go with the field. <laughs> I'll, pick, I'll pick someone a little smaller, and okay. I'll go with uh, Isaiah Thomas taking Ooh, it. Nice. Yeah. I thought you were going to go with Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward. I forgot he was even like just kidding. part of this. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right. So M- MVP predictions. I-, I think we're. 
I don't, yeah, we talked a little bit about points. I don't think anybody is going to eclipse that, that 42. Mm-hmm. Uh, steals, steals or blocks the, uh, Rick Barry steal record, and I think the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar uh, block record, I think they're going to stand. I think six blocks is a massive block game. And in a game without any defense, I just don't see how that's even possible. Right. I think at one point a couple of years ago, they had four Atlanta Hawks at this, at the on the court at the same time. Yeah. And this year it's going to be about the same with four Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Who's the, who's the fifth player going to be with that, with that team for that lineup? That duration. The four and one. Yeah. Is it Westbrook? It, I, I don't know. I, I think it might be. Well, but all the hype, all the drama yeah. leading up to it. Maybe Steve Kerr, you know, just kind of yeah, he just, plays with us a little just, bit. Here's what I'll say about that. Is I think that, yeah, this is totally serious, though. It might sound yeah. like a joke. I think that this decision on Steve Kerr actually will determine what his legacy in the NBA is. Sure, like, sure, like, sure. Steve Kerr has had to make no controversial or or game hinging decisions wow. as a coach well, right, so far right, in his right. career right like yeah. i could coach the golden state warriors <laughs> to 60 wins and he managed to do the 73 which is amazing and i can credit <laughs> to him for that uh but like when you're going down the stretch in the finals like his, his the biggest thing that his career is hinged on right now is that he put andre iguodala on lebron james in, in the finals in what was that 2015 yeah yeah and again good for him but but nobody nobody knows who this fifth guy is going to be. Yeah. Everybody knows who they want it to be, and everybody knows like what would be the most exciting. But he's like he's teasing us a little bit. He's said that the, he's only going to put the four warriors on the court. Uh, he's going to do that, but only for a little while. And he's really being dodgy about these questions of who the fifth guy is going to be. And so it's either going to be like what everybody wants it to be, or the most like the most dud thing that a coach could possibly do over All Star Weekend, and, I, and that's what people are going to remember about Steve Kerr. I, I got it, I got it. But he also could go, he could do the Hoosiers experiment, and he could go just four. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just he just goes four, creates just like, like sends sends the internet into a fucking so, fury. <laughs> I'll one up that Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr dresses for the game, oh. and Steve, he, he takes off. Off of his jacket and is wearing a number twenty-five jersey. I love it. <laughs> That's it. That it, has to be the only way this gets resolved. Say, say, Guy, when I'm looking at the. Uh the all-star records, there is something that isn't up there, and that's the turnover record. And I believe that James Harden could throw that, <laughs> throw that down over the course of this game. Yeah, so yeah. at 10. 10. <laughs> this is hilarious. So in the dunk contest, they threw out this drone, right? Um, yeah. The very first dunk. Yeah. Are they going to bust out the drone for this game, too, and like drop it from like mid-court? I hope so. And, but it, sorry, no, go on. And... If it's a success, are they going to start using drones for games now? Like, well, I w- my prediction was it just a strict drone game, which yeah. would probably have oh. a higher rating than the Rising Stars game, and uh, definitely more, probably better, better ratings than the celeb game as well. Some drone on drone action. Yeah. Also, thinking? also, can we talk about something a little bit more serious on the for, from the celeb game aspect? What the former player aspect of this that is driving me nuts. Yeah. Driving like. What? So some of the players are personalities, some are like media figures, and then the other people are just former yeah. players who are, are not good enough to play. The other else. people are Baron Davis. Yeah. So right. yeah. Like why why would they do that? You have the lead singer of Arcade Fire like throwing up twenty points. <laughs> yeah. I wanna see that. Yeah. I don't want to see Baron Davis chucking. I don't you know. Like, yeah, just like take the former players out of it. Yeah. Also, it raised a point for me with the big three when they have their all star game, yeah. how they can't have former players because they'll probably be dead. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I I'm expecting a drone game somewhere somewhere in the future. Yeah. You wanted to say something about? Oh yeah, I was just going to suggest that the uh, that the drone is the fifth player that Steve Kerr, <laughs> and that's why he's being dodgy about this, right? Oh like he doesn't God. want to admit that he's selling out to Intel, and that and that you're gonna see a drone dressed up in the Western Western conferences oh gear. It'd be so fitting because Intel would be then you know the sponsor. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So any uh, any last thoughts on, for the three man this week? Well, who's going to take it, West or East? Uh, I'm going West. Yeah. I've already called West for this this morning, so okay. it is verifiable up on Twitter <laughs> at How Three. It's got the blue check mark. Oh, it does. It oh, hey, I'm not verified yet, but it will be, will be. So, all right, uh, the Rambling Gambler. The Rambling Gambler. What? 
Oh, man, man, man. Rambling Gambler here. Rambling Gambler. Going into the Rambling Gambler is back this week, and I need to talk a little bit about the fact of just betting on All-Star Saturday night. Um, I actually do a pretty decent performance and go go two and one. I uh, I called the dunk champion, Glenn Robinson III. Unbelievable. End up pulling some money off of that one, as well as calling Eric Gordon for the three-point contest. Um, also, as well as not buying into this hype with Clay even making it into the finals. Um, Seriously. Be, beyond that, uh, the skills challenge... I get a little bit off. I get a little bit off, but I'm. Uh, I did call Hayward in, in the last episode, so you can uh, go back and check, check episode 24. <laughs> it is in there. So he ended up got getting second in that. So I uh, I I say I specialize in kind of the obscure uh, challenges. <laughs> so yeah. it was. It's really really fun to uh, to bet on these games and just the the All Star Weekend in general. Especially for me, the Ramblin' Gambler, I love I love to take part in it because it's it's things you just don't get to see on a normal on a normal NBA night. So, uh, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go over to uh, this week in basketball. There's a little bit of league activity, even though it's a little bit quiet. Uh, players of the week this last week: LeBron James and Blake Griffin. Uh, hey, there are some trades that happened this last week. Gee, you want to break down the trades for us? I think there was just uh, one of the Serge Ibaka. Okay. Serge Ibaka for Terrence Ross and a first-round pick, which is pretty amazing um, for Orlando mm-hmm. because they get that first-round pick, and they've made a lot of mistakes along the way to get that first-round pick, and basically they gave away their future for a first-round pick. So it was <laughs> hilarious to see that. And yeah, they gave away their future and a first-round pick for a first-round pick. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, which is hilarious. They're trying to rebound a little bit, um, and they lost their rebounds with Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Um, so Serge Ibaka <laughs> for Toronto yeah. is a cool fit in theory, and I hope it works. Mm-hmm. I hope it works. It makes the top of the East really kind of crazy and messy right now, too, because yeah. Washington's surging, but this could really... Re- rejuvenate like the fifth seed Toronto Raptors and sure. maybe they can make a name for them and that really is pushing Boston's hand now too right mm-hmm. Boston needs to make a move because now Toronto's looking better in the long yeah. run than Boston so, so maybe you might see some rumors with Jimmy Butler yeah and yeah people. and I've definitely seen those but th- so there's a there's some other players kind of in the mix hey when is the actual trade deadline is that before our next episode it's February 26th I believe okay it will so, be so like, it'll be we'll uh, be next Sunday, we'll, next Sunday. Oh, yes we'll be recording recording on the trade deadline which, <laughs> which will be awesome yeah, sure. so all right, so there's a there's a couple players to be watching. You talked about uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, Reggie Jackson, Andre Drummond, Lopez are definitely kind of in trade discussions. Obviously, all this stuff is in varying levels of yeah of progress. So we could see a lot of activity. We could see a little activity. It's it's damn hard to say. And if it's anything like last uh, like last summer was, it's it, it'll just be a flurry. But last at, trade at, deadline was at, not so. Okay, you know, I'm a, I'm a expecting a very tame trade deadline. Okay, but then I saw this note that you know Wojnarowski is throwing up a draft or no a trade deadline show. Yeah, and his draft show was like a huge hit. Yeah, and so he's. Probably you know hedging his bets, saying there's going to be a lot of activity. Yeah. So let's throw a little but show he, on there. Uh, but he's on Yahoo, so they, they're they're throwing up content just to stay alive. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Brooke Lopez is really kind of the hot ticket for me. I saw a lot of talks a couple of weeks ago of uh, Brooke Lopez possibly to Portland to try to get assets in the way of uh, of Brooklyn and then and then get Portland a little bit of um, some solidification on both the three point line and and the interior defense. But they made that Nurkic trade, so. That one got kind of canned, so I'm interested to see what other talks come up for them. It's a it's an interesting situation, and and a, I don't know, it's kind of like a Demarcus Cousins in the Kings light yeah. situation. Yeah, sure. yeah. I'm be interested to see what Brooklyn tries to make of that, and if if they get fleeced, mm-hmm. sure, as Brooklyn is is wont to do. <laughs> in a little bit of other NBA news, and I want your take on this stat, God. The Heat have named Shane Battier the director of basketball development and analytics for the Heat. So. 
Thoughts on that? When I first heard this news, I thought that it was a great choice. Now I'm starting to question <laughs> Duke's uh, education system based on other news that has surfaced in the last oh, couple yeah. of weeks. Uh, but in all seriousness, I th- I've always been a big supporter of Shane Battier. Like He's a great guy to have in an organization. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of media presence that he has had since retiring has been really awesome. He's a well-spoken guy. He knows the game really well. Uh, he's obviously been part of that Heat franchise during some of some of their more important years in the last five. So uh, I've been on record saying I, I think I love that the uh, some teams in the NBA are embracing the whole uh, analytics movement. And and at the same time, I think that there are certain circumstances where you can take that a little too seriously and maybe go a little too far with it. So I think that that the hiring of Badier was was a very very sweet middle ground for that where he's yeah. obviously got a he's he's a good basketball mind but he's also a very intelligent guy yeah. in a position where he's going to be able to to use both aspects of that to really help uh, help that organization and I'm excited to see if they um if they start to make some changes either to their roster or their game plan that kind of reflect that yeah, sure. um and yeah we'll just we'll have to see it's a discussion I guess for uh for for the trade deadline and for free agency next year, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. Cool. In yeah. lighter news, people are coming out with world is flat theories. <laughs> uh, most specifically, Kyrie Irving, and it's become a talking point uh, this All Star weekend. Yeah. And maybe it's like a huge con, like it's this huge troll attempt by Kyrie Irving and then yeah. Draymond Green, who's now also in the podcast game for some reason. Ugh. Um he has a podcast, and he's talking about how the world is flat and how media and scientists are just like, you know, showing up, you know, propaganda just to make us believe this. Right. And I hope they're fucking not serious, but if they are, it's just. Uh, one but thing this isn't like, like the the Thomas Friedman world is flat. This is like they actually think the world is physically flat. That's what they're saying. Jesus Christ! All right, I uh, I don't even know how to yeah, respond well, to that. Exactly, and but that's what's really cool about what. what Russell Westbrook is doing is how to respond to media questions and things yeah. like that are just being trolling attempts at trying to stir drama or trying to create some sort of like, you know, talking point or headline news. Mm-hmm. He's just been answering all questions regarding, you know, KD and like all these other crap to just talking about fashion week. <laughs> I love that. All right. As I got called out this last week, I'm, I'm bringing up this story again that we're still waiting for the G League deal to close. It is the D League until this until this actually solidifies, but I was also I'm also gonna go on record and say that they're gonna have an individual flavor for each team. <laughs> Purple drink, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Purple drink. All right, so we're gonna get into uh, next week in next week in ball. Um, it should be uh, a lot of activity after the All Star weekend here. So RTP game of the week. The Clippers versus the Warriors on 224. Some games of note. We have the Heat versus the Hawks, 224. The Spurs versus the Clips. And the Celtics versus the Raptors. So some of the worst games. We have the Cavs versus the Knicks, which I think is an awful game. And the way that the Blazers and Magic are playing, that should be a terrible, terrible game. Most definitely. All right, my obscure game of the week. This is from the Kazakhstan Basketball Championship. This is Bartzi Atreyu versus BC Asafania. So, all right, so that wraps episode 25 for Riding the Pine. All right, so follow us at Riding underscore the Pine and at Guy Dota, at How3, at Vex Intellects. If you're in Seattle, please join us for our meetup called NBA Thursday. Uh, we're also throwing some events on the weekend. So NBA Thursday on the weekends is coming. So stay with us for episode 26. Guy, take it away. After getting served their own game against Denver, Stephen Curry responds to post-game questions saying that we just got served. Humble slice of cupcake. This Hondo Guy with Stack God. Yeah. The fuck eats cupcakes by the slice. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. 
This is Stacy on her motorcycle. What an incredible view! And this is Stacy off her motorcycle. Does this have sucralose in it? On her motorcycle. Oh, the wind in my hair! Off her motorcycle. Uh, it's pronounced etc., not etc. On. Woohoo! Yes! Off. No. You're better on your bike. And with basic policies starting at $75 a year, quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, the pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.